I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're talking, of course, today about uh, a number of things. It's uh, it's no longer Super Tuesday, uh, but today is regular Wednesday. So as uh, we have made our way through today's program, we've touched on, of course, the results of yesterday's primary election, as well as some of the coronavirus issues. We have done uh, what we can to uh, ease back into normalcy and just keep our eyes on uh, the various headlines circulating around the, the, the various outlets. We've touched base with all of our contacts throughout town to uh, get a sense of what's going on besides uh, Super Tuesday. And as we ease uh, away from uh, Super Tuesday and look forward to the next big contest in this primary uh, election, uh, we uh, will do so here on this program and on this station. A lot of good news to cover, including a story uh, which caught uh, Amy's attention this morning having to do uh, with the University of Utah, specifically uh, their uh, athletic uh, organization and the use of the name uh, Ute, as in the Ute Indian tribe. Uh, This is an issue that uh, really has been uh, recurring Uh, throughout the country, not just here uh, in Utah, but uh, around the country, particularly up in Washington, the Washington Redskins, you know, the football team, uh, they periodically come under attack for uh, what some call the insensitivity uh, of of the use of the word redskin in reference to an athletic team, uh, that being, uh, you know, in some instances, a reference to uh, Native Americans, a derogatory one sometimes. Uh, but interestingly here in the state of Utah, things are a little bit different. The University of Utah has uh, a very close relationship with the Ute Indian tribe. And the use of, of that name, Ute, uh, is is done so with the blessing of uh, the tribe, specifically the Ute Indian Tribe uh, Business Committee. They uh, periodically get together with representatives from the university and uh, give their conditional blessing on the use of uh, that name, Ute. And to help us understand uh, what some of those conditions are and the nature uh, of the relationship between the university and the Ute Indian tribe, uh, I've invited onto the program Fred uh, Esplin, who's vice president of university relations. He joins us now. Mr. Esplin, I'm grateful to you uh, for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well, Lee. I appreciate you having me on the program. Let me ask you this. I did a little bit of summarizing there. Did I, did I get it all right? Am I fairly characterizing your relationship with the, with the tribe? Na- no, you absolutely nailed it, Lee. I don't know whether to congratulate you or Amy, but yeah, you've got it straight. Give, give, give all, all thanks to Amy. She's the one that keeps us all straight here on the program. Uh, tell me, talk to me a little bit about uh, this most recent uh, round of, of talks and uh, the, the newest understanding and agreement that's been reached between uh, yourself and uh, the tribe, please. Yeah, happy to do it. And as, as you explained in your preface, it, uh, it really is a model in the country. There are only three universities in the country that still use the Indian name, the Florida State Seminoles, Central Michigan Chippewas, and us, University right. of Utah Utes. And we only do that with the explicit approval and blessing of the uh, Ute Indian tribe. We, oh, 15 years ago, entered into a uh, formal memo of understanding with the tribe that we renewed twice, uh, including this one just this week. 
that they formally give permission for us to use the Ute name. And uh, in acknowledgement of that and appreciation for that, we agree to uh, inform and educate our fans and the public and our students about who the Ute people are. They're not just some ancient people. Uh, they're a contemporary people uh, living, you know, full, vigorous lives. And we explain who the Utes are. We scholarship their students when they come to the U. And we basically uh, help them in uh, ways to help prepare their own young people for school. One of the really the, the MOU's memo of understanding has remained pretty much the same for the last several years. The new thing they did ask for this year that we were happy to do was to build into our freshman orientation and the information for students transferring to the university background and context on the tribe and, and who they are. So uh, we think it's a model, and they tell us, uh, to the best of their knowledge, it is too, and we're very happy about it. And they they are happy as well. They're uh, grateful to you for uh, for the lengths that, through which you've gone, uh, including this new uh, piece of education that will be added into freshman orientation, as you mentioned, uh, students that are uh, transferring into the school. What type of what, what's the curriculum of that portion of orientation? What will be shared with the students, the incoming freshmen, and the transfers? Our student affairs office is, uh, you know, we've always done a little bit of that, but they're going to do a more robust job, and they're working on that now. But it typically would involve both some history as well as what the tribe is today. As as you know, we, you know, we in Salt Lake County and Utah County and Juhab County and San Pete County, we're on ancestral land that the Utes lived on for centuries. And so part of this is helping people understand that uh, this state, named in the honor of this tribe, uh, included lands that we white folks now occupy that was historically theirs. And so that bit of the history, as well as the nature of uh, what they do today, including uh, their continue, of course, the many of the sacred practices to them over centuries, but also they're involved in oil and gas exploration and other businesses right. on the reservation. Mr. Esplin, I'm grateful to you for joining me. Our guest has been Fred Esplin, Vice President of University Relations up at the University of Utah. On the occasion of the signing of a new deal between the university and uh, the Ute Indian Tribe, specifically the Ute Indian Tribal Business Committee, and it is all surrounding the use of the word and name Ute in reference uh, to uh, athletics there at the university. Uh, And for the next five years at least, the university and the tribe has entered into an agreement uh, which gives uh, from the tribe to the university uh, a blessing uh, and the okay to use that Ute name. Uh, Sir, I'm grateful to you for your time, uh, and I look forward to speaking to you again. Thankfully, appreciate your having me on. All right, very good. Uh, thank you so much. So, listen, we we covered that issue. Uh, we have a, a few more things to cover on today's program. And I'm going to tell you one thing. There is a, a bit of a, a mystery in the next segment. And I don't say this as, as some kind of uh, cheap way to, to get you on the hook. I genuinely don't know uh, what we're going to talk about next. We got a phone call uh, early this morning from Amy Winder Newton. You know, she's a candidate uh, for governor. She said she has an announcement to make uh, up at the Capitol. She's going to talk to us about it in the next segment. And uh, you and I are going to find out together uh, what she's up to and what her plans are uh, for the future. That's coming up next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.